this up-and-coming search engine that no one had ever heard of called Google. You know, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to tell you how, how our algorithm works and, and how to game it or whatever. But really, SEO just comes down to three things. Number one, be relevant. Number two, be popular. And number three, don't be evil. Mm. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right, we are back on the show, guys, all the way from Austin, Texas. We got Greg Jeffries here today. How's it going, man? Pretty awesome. How's it going? I'm in, uh, in Austin, man. I hear good things about it there. Oh, it's it's popping, man. Yeah, it just keeps expanding. Everybody keeps moving there, so a lot of... A lot of entrepreneurs and authors and yeah yeah, so you went there 10 years ago were you doing seo and affiliate marketing at the time or did that come recently no that was uh well it started shortly after there i moved in 2010 fall of 2010 um just as i'm originally from mississippi so just kind of like the hope of a better life more opportunities it's a bigger city and um you know thinking back uh it, it didn't take very long for me to kind of start going down that rabbit hole of like the make money online uh, searches and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that started actually probably within a couple of months. Interesting. And, uh, but I, it did take probably five or six years to kind of weed through all the, um, uh, you know, just all the kind of misdirection and BS and stuff yeah. that's <laughs> out there. There's a lot of, um, just, there's a lot of that in the affiliate uh, marketing space. Yeah. So some people it takes a little, little bit. Some take, people it takes longer. But it kind of in the grand scheme of things, it didn't it didn't take that long looking back, you know. And, and once I finally had the, the pieces of the puzzle that worked for me or made sense for me, uh, it, it only took about 90 days for me to kind of really um, wow. uh, change my life, I guess. Forever. So 90 so, days, how much did you make in that, that period? Well, that's what got me from th- like – a thousand to three thousand dollars a month on a good month, yeah. just because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Some things are working, but I don't know why. Um, to I think I have a direction. So from uh, so from December of 2016 to 20 uh, April of 2017, that's where I, I built up from whatever I was doing, uh, a couple maybe a couple thousand bucks uh, randomly each month um, to five figures a month, and then I've never made less than that since. Wow! So consistent. Yeah, it, well, it helped that I was pr- promoting some products and services that paid recurring, which yeah. helped con- considerably. Right. But um, yeah, it really, you know, I, I can talk for hours about this <laughs> stuff now that I've lived it. But uh, when I when I first moved out there, you know, I just wanted to like make money. But I I, I would see all these quotes of like positive quotes, affirmations, self help, personal development, and it's like that sounds really good. Give me the money first, <laughs> and then I'll change my mindset. Yeah. But now all those, you know, quotes and affirmations stuff make a lot more sense because, uh, um, you know, it really, it really is all in your mind and stuff. And once you, once you understand that the money for sure flows and follows, which is, it doesn't make sense until it, it, until it finally does. No, uh, for sure. I know what you mean. You got to build that safety net first and then focus on those things. I, I neglected my health completely the first few years, which is terrible advice, but I think you know, just getting getting a safety net. Yeah, and I think the money. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing because once you have the money, 
Um, you can buy the nicer, the better food. You can shop at Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a trainer. I remember that you change can, to Whole Foods, man. That was a game changer right? for you me know, from yeah. ShopRite to Whole Foods. Yeah, when I when I when my first job when I moved out there, uh, and Whole Foods was new to me. I, all I knew was Walmart growing up. Yeah. Um, so we didn't even have that as an option in Mississippi. Um, but uh, one of the girls at my the first job I worked at, she was like, she jokingly called it whole paycheck because <laughs> like, that's how you know, <laughs> the food. You are spending hundreds yeah, every time yeah, you go there for yeah, sure. But it's higher quality. So, yeah. so. Health is one of those things I just, I don't cheap out on anymore. I used to try to eat for like super cheap, as cheap as possible, but you just you'll feel pay, terrible. You'll pay for it later. Yeah. You'll definitely pay for <laughs> it later. But growing up in Mississippi, what was that like? I don't know anyone from there. <laughs> most people don't uh, <laughs> most people say well i've been through there on my way to florida and like that um shout out to another bite hosted by john dick jerry monroe ariel boswell and it is on the hubspot network the number one network for business professionals they basically do a recap of shark tank episodes they cover their favorite episodes they interview entrepreneurs that pitch they give their thoughts their own ideas and even come up with some of their own companies I just listened to an episode and it was from season one of Shark Tank, The Ionic Ear. This guy wanted to surgically implant a device into your brain. It was very hilarious. Check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Another bite. Peace. Um, it, it's a great place. I really like it. It's a good place to come back to. It's much slower mm. than the rest of the country, it seems like, or at least the, the I've been to most of the um, uh, continental U.S. So it's a, it's a much slower pace of life, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but it's almost like it's kind of like a little, a little time bubble. A little bubble. Um, which is not bad. You know, food's amazing. People are good. Um, but uh, No it, entrepreneurship, though. Not a lot. Um, but I mean, it exists. They're just not flexing like right. we see on social media and stuff. And, the, you know, I grew up in the, the 90s. Um, so at that time, we didn't really have, like, the Internet as we have now. Yes, it existed, but and we didn't have social media. So we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that bad, mm. you know, uh, reflecting on that. For that. sure. So we just had what they fed us through the radio waves, the, the FM, AM, I guess, but FM. Um, we had cable, um, and then we had magazines and movies and stuff. So yeah. like, uh, we that was all we knew. So yeah, if you don't know what's out there, you're, you think you're living a great life, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's how I was in Jersey. I, I caught the tail end of social media. I think Instagram came out when I was in high school, so that Jersey is pretty much all I knew. I didn't even know about LA or anything. Yeah, and and I'm, I don't know if you've traveled internationally, but I've started that, and like, wow, that really shifts your perspective because oh, yeah. uh, you realize, and not to, you know throw America under the bus or anything, but it's like you start to realize, wow, you know, our whole lives they've been, they've um, kind of fed us these um, beliefs in school that we're number one and we're the best in the world until you go to other countries and they're like, we don't think that about (laughs) y'all. And they're like, what? We're the best. We're number one. That's what they tell us. And like, but not in lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, number one in certain things, but not even anymore, to be honest. Yeah. I, I do like the opportunity that we have here. Yeah. But uh, as far as quality of life um, and like the healthcare system, the school system, financial <laughs> system, and whatever, I mean, we have access to ridiculous amounts of credit, which is amazing. The but, credit's great. Yeah. Um, I just got like 200K and 0% credit like a month ago, just having a good credit score. Yeah. Which is wild. Right? In other because, countries, that's not possible. Yeah. So, uh, which is, you know, again, we're told we have to work for money and trade time for money, but um, not really true once mm-hmm. you discover the truth. You yeah. just go get it. And then yeah. Which countries uh, really shifted your perspective that you well, traveled to? 
Well, my fiance is from Dominican Republic, so that's a whole different world there. Mm. Um, and I guess well, it was a massive culture shock, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of it was uncomfortable because it, I guess, sh- shed some light on the way we do things over here and why we probably are very depressed and kind of mm. frustrated over here, which like things they do over there, uh, they just sort of make sense, which is, uh, you wonder, well, why, why are people so stressed over here? And <laughs> like, um, an example would be like, you know, the healthcare and stuff, uh, you can just go pay to go to a doctor today. You don't have to, like if you're, if you've got some thing severely wrong with you, you don't have to be on a wait list right. like, like that. You just go pay for that. Um, and if you need, if you're sick, uh, instead of having to drive or drag yourself to a pharmacy, you just call the pharmacy mm-hmm. and describe to the pharmacist what's wrong with you, and they deliver your medications <laughs> to you. I'm like, what a genius idea! Because who <laughs> feels like going to the uh, CVS when you feel like crap? Yeah, you, know? you can order cannabis, you can order alcohol, you can order everything. Yeah, and then um, I guess the biggest shift for me is just. Over here, uh, I feel like we, we put a lot of emphasis on the outside of, of things. So um, like the outside of restaurants, the outside of buildings and stuff, and what, perception and stuff like perception is reality. And what, yeah. what, what's on the outside, well, that must reflect what's on the inside. Not true, and, and at least in the DR, I haven't been to all the other countries. But um, over here, you know, uh, we've got strip malls where all the uh, – the stores pretty much look the same. The logos are just different. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in their country, or in the DR, they, <laughs> like you could have a um, a salon next to a radio station, next to a house, next to um, yeah a restaurant, next to another restaurant, and they're just doors. Mm. And you're just like, what's in there? <laughs> uh, there's no sign or anything. Maybe there's a sign, but it's like I would never go in there. <laughs> uh, but then you go in there, and it's it's completely transformed on the inside. So wow. it's beautiful restaurants, amazing service. Your money goes so much farther. And so I was like, what, what, what do I, how do I process this information? You yeah. Know, Cause everything I've been ever told, been told and sold and fed is like flip flops. Right. So I'm like, I, so, but so I encourage people, you know, to work hard, get the, do what you need to do to get the money or learn how mm-hmm. the money monetary system works. And um, use it to travel, educate yourself, read books, absolutely um, things like that. Learn. I um, always encourage that, especially traveling. Yeah, because it's just going to shift your perspective. It's going to give you a lot. It's going to humble you. Uh, sure. It's going to give you a lot of. Um, it help you understand other cultures and, and stuff, um, because our way is not the only way. You know, yeah. <laughs> every single country is different, and I know. Uh, you know, we, we live in a huge country here in the U.S., so we've got different states. And sure, Jersey is different from Mississippi, is different from Austin. Yeah. But not in the same way <laughs> that that the Dominican Republic is different from Mexico. Is different oh, yeah. From Canada. Those are completely different, um, you know, w- ways of living that. Uh, Absolutely. And, and you, yeah. like you, the same things that uh, apply in the U.S., you cannot do. Uh, in the in the DR, uh, some things and vice versa. So it's like you just you just have to accept it. You can't really change it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, there's certain countries. I mean, you spend five ten bucks on a meal, you're eating like a king. Yeah, I remember going to Jamaica. It was like that. Thailand. It was like that. Bolivia. The dollar goes far in some countries, man. Yeah. So it's cool to get out there and experience different cultures, and you can live like a badass.
Because out here, spending five bucks on a meal, you're getting fast food. Not even. <laughs> like the other week, uh, my, my fiance, she bought a Wendy's, which I haven't had Wendy's in like 20 years. And we got a junior bacon cheeseburger, another burger, uh, two fries, I think, and two Cokes. And it was like um, 30 something dollars. I'm like, how? Dang. When, yeah, that when used did, to be like seven bucks. Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> for, for a long time. Yeah. Like for a decades or whatever. I'm like, when, when did it go up to $30 to eat Wendy's? Like yeah. for two people. I like, wonder what, if they uh, still have the dollar menu at some of those places. That's what I was asking. Is it now the $5 menu? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't go. Remember yeah. the $5 footlong at Subway? Yeah. Those are like 12 bucks now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they stopped it. They pulled those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best marketing campaigns I've ever seen because I still $5 get that jingle in my head. Foot yeah. Long. See? Like, that's how effective it was. Right. Now, commercials these days are like just copy paste. Yeah. Doesn't have that personality, you know? Yeah. They're all about uh, internal bleeding and um, pharmaceutical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even like those old progressive commercials, State Farm, like those are classics, man. Yeah. I actually go on YouTube and watch old commercial compilations. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty weird, but it's just like interesting to see how advertising has changed over the years. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't, I don't even like Old Spice, but I love their commercials <laughs> so much that it made me want to buy their product. Yeah. I'm like, these are cool. Yeah, that whistle. Yeah. yeah. Geico had some good ones with the Gecko. Uh, Doritos had some good ones. Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love how they, yeah, they, they, yeah, and the, you know, I just know the '90s and stuff mostly, but yeah, some of those old classic ones they would just run for years, years, years and stuff. Like every Christmas, we had the the, the M and M, and I think the Cola Coca Cola commercials. Mm -hmm. There, do you remember the one with the little girl around Christmas? That I think it was Campbell's Soup or something. Oh, and classic! She had come in. She was a snowman or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, or the boy or I don't, the I don't Campbell's know. one where the things rolling down the road mm -hmm. and goes to the guy's foot yeah just but these yeah, it stays days, with you for life i know <laughs> right like, these days it's lost its touch man how are you advertising these days with the seo and the affiliate marketing stuff well uh that's i'm, I'm mostly um i mostly th through um the shorts have kind of taken over mm -hmm. um i honestly i've just kind of been taken a step back for the last couple of years because there's been so many developments and advancements and stuff with kind of AI yeah. slash with shorts. So I'm just now kind of incorporating that stuff into my process, which the, the process hasn't really changed, but the, the platforms and the me methods and the media yeah. have a little bit. TikTok. So, yeah. So TikTok wasn't around a couple, several years ago, but we got, you know, TikToks and Facebook Reels, yeah. Instagram. YouTube Shorts YouTube just came Shorts. out, yeah. And so basically, yeah, you just have to kind of uh, adjust and pivot your uh, what we're doing, which uh, I don't want to get too nerdy uh, for your audience and stuff, but uh, we just focus on um, and how we're different is, is creating pieces of content for long tail searches, so specific keywords that people are searching for and so instead of like weight loss, which is like, Super generic. Focus on all the, uh, they're called long tail phrases, just like the, the questions that mm -hmm. people are typing in and, and create a piece of content for each of those. So that lends itself really well, actually, to the YouTube shorts and things like that because people have, you know, I guess, shorter, shorter and shorter attention spans apparently now. Oh, yeah. But they'll actually watch l more more of those shorts. So instead of watching a one-hour video, I think a lot of people... 
not everybody, but a lot of people would rather watch like a hundred one minute shorts and just. I would personally because you know, I get so bored on the longer videos. Yeah, and I, and I do watch those too, but I speed them up. Yeah, two x. Um, yeah. I used to do one five. Now I'm at two. Audiobooks, I'm at two x. Dang. People I, think I'm wild, but it, but yeah, it's less. This is like sound. Uh, listen to a chipmunk. But, <laughs> no, um, yeah, two but, five is like a chipmunk. I, try, <laughs> I tried two five, and that was I couldn't even understand the book. I can do one one five, maybe yeah. one point seven. Uh, but, you uh, slowly work your way up. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Yeah. Go to 175 next, get comfortable there, then go to 2x. It's pretty wild, but because uh, you know people that have never done that probably are like, you're crazy. Yeah. But your mind is so powerful. No, it is. You're like, it can receive information. Yeah, and it helps me on podcasts because now I'm already, you know, a step ahead of the guest and I can get ready for the next question. So it definitely is useful to be able to learn and retain information quickly. Um, I know you're very good at SEO, which is an interesting topic. I know it evolves so rapidly, um, but a lot of people suck at SEO. What are some ways to get better there? (sighs) Oh... That's a, a broad question, but uh, the I guess my best advice really would be, I mean, everybody's got a different little process or approach. Try you know, Just consume three or more people's courses mm-hmm. so that you get a, a pretty broad scope of the landscape because everybody's got a different process. Like, you know, I don't, if you bought my course or courses or whatever, I've got a different perspective than someone else. So I would... Um, consume, you know, three to six different courses on the topic and then just kind of assimilate all that information together right. and figure out your own little proprietary process that works for you. Because, mm. uh, you know, every uh, every SEO that I know has a different, slightly f- different philosophy, but the results are, are you know, consistent. Yeah, so, that's what I see with so, different but SEO agents. But, but I'll sum it up for your audience because I, I don't want people to go on these crazy long multi-year tangents and stuff <laughs> trying to figure out the secret of SEO. It's really simple. It just comes down to content and backlinks. And um, if, if I have a couple minutes, I, I just yeah, go want ahead. to tell a really quick story. So like, I, I, you know, I just had like an aha moment um, about I think 2015 or something. Um, I, I was chasing all these, you know, courses and SEO plugins and things like that. And every single year is the same thing. It's like, you know, Google's changed their algorithm. And so you got to get this new plugin to save mm-hmm. yourself or whatever. We just figured out how to crack the code. And I was like, man, it, it can't just be a mystery. It has to be logical because if, if, if Google is designed by humans, the algorithm, there has to be some like method to it, you know, yeah. and it's got to be pretty simple. And of lo and behold, and the last job I was at was a, a company where we sold um, household wares, mostly vacuums and stuff. And, uh, and in my experience, you find some of the answers to your questions in the weirdest places. <laughs> and so the, that at that place, they they had they had an interesting story. They had started from selling vacuums. Um, the, the owner the the owner started selling vacuums out of his car, made so much money that he um, started a uh, a physical store in Austin, um, did direct mail and stuff, made some money that way. 
had one of the first websites out there, just mm-hmm. a website um, back when you just had pages and people yeah. would come to the web page to to buy and stuff. And um, anyway, so the, the the son of the owner, he and I used to have a lot of conversations, and he said, "Yeah, in the early days, uh, there was hardly anybody that had websites, hardly anybody selling online, and so." We would go to these weird little hotel meetings where it's like all the other internet retailers were there mm-hmm. and the search engines would all send like people from their company there to basically tell us how to game their algorithms and stuff. <laughs> and wow. um, one of – yeah, because like they – you know. They, they work there. They got yeah. the inside. Yeah, inside so there. like this is how our uh, algorithm works and stuff. And so one of the last events he said – he remember going to – you know, at the time, like at the time, like at the, Yahoo, at one point was like king. Yeah. You know, and then they were like Alta Vistas and the uh, dog piles and and um, Lycos and Excite and all those. But there was this up and coming search engine that no one had ever heard of called Google, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was like the last speaker or whatever. And uh, he got up there and he was like, um, I think he was one of the top, one of the first three founding members or something. Wow. Not not. not uh, the Sergey and I don't even know the, the other ones, to be honest. but not one of those, but uh, one of the other guys. And he said, uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to tell you how, how our algorithm works and, and how to game it or whatever. And everybody's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> who is this guy? Like, and what is Google? Um, and so this guy basically just summed it up. And what my boss, what I'm about to say and what my boss told me, it confirmed the conclusions that I had come to. So I was like, this makes perfect sense and it just sums it up so simply. Mm. So, you know, you can take all these courses, you can read books, you can um, buy all these expensive tools and tracking tools and stuff. But really, SEO just comes down to three things, you know, uh, in, in, in or Google, which is like the behemoth. Uh, uh, number one, be relevant. Number two, be popular, and number three, don't be evil. Mm. So how that translates to me is, number one, be relevant. That's the on-page SEO. That's the, um, you know, if you're trying to target dog training, well, make sure you create content about dog training. Yeah. Very simple. Um, and dog training types of titles and phrases and searches. Um, be popular, also very simple. That just means backlinks. That's the off-page. That's links from other websites pointing to your website mm-hmm. or, or your video or your image or whatever you're trying to rank. So backlinks are basically just a vote in the eyes of Google. And you have to think back to like, why why would this be evergreen? Why would, this, why would these things stand the test of time? So when the internet was first uh, created, these were the elements that were around in the beginning. So social media didn't exist yet. Right. And so all the things that worked back then still work today. Mm. And so, and the third element, uh, don't be evil. The way I interpret that is basically don't do the first two in a, not so much a spammy way, but in a, um, a, uh, unnatural way. Right. Because uh, I think we can all agree, like, you know, Amazon is a huge site. So is it unnatural for them to get a million new links a day? No, no, because it's huge. Yeah, but would it be unnatural for you know gregjeffries.com to get a million links <laughs> today and tomorrow yeah. and the next day? Yeah, who am I? 
Like uh, I don't sell a billion products a second, you know. So just do things in a natural, progressive kind of way. Yeah. And and you're good. I've seen people sell those backlinks. I'm like, that's sketchy, dude. Yeah. And a, a black hat kind of guy gave me this advice years ago. He said, it doesn't matter if you're buying a hundred links a day or ten thousand. Just make sure that if you buy ten thousand today, you keep that up. <laughs> Because that's where that, people mess up. Yeah, because if you do ten thousand and then you never buy a link again, that's weird. Yeah, what, what was that? So yeah. So you're able to use SEO to basically get whatever you want on the first page of Google, right? That's the goal. But um, I kind of I shifted my philosophy in that uh, with SEO years ago. So instead of trying to get on page one for like you know whatever best. SEO in Austin, best dentist in Austin, weight loss expert or whatever. I focus on all the longer tail searches. So right. I don't care so much that I'm like ranking number one or, or whatever. I just want, I, I call it like um, just saturating that, that niche or that audience. So like, yeah. I because I, I don't really know where all the traffic is because the, the keyword tools out there that you have, they're, they're just a guesstimate. Right. And they're usually a pretty low guesstimate. Mm. And what I've discovered through experience is that a lot of the longer search phrases that people are typing in, they may have smaller numbers of traffic, but they're more targeted, so they're higher quality. Mm. So they're going to lead to more conversions, yeah. so, which is the, all you're after. Because who cares if you're ranking number one for weight loss if you've got to educate the crap out of them on your product? I'd rather, I'd much rather have somebody that's like red Nike men's running shoes and like, Cool. We, I'm ranking on page one. Yeah. Red Nike men's running shoes. Click buy. Wonderful. That's <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah. Right? To make money. So you go after the people that are already ready to buy. They're not in the research step. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. you have the long, you know, process of sales just funnel educating. Them. Yeah. You know, make money online, for instance. Great. It's great for bragging rights. Yeah. But then you got to educate these people. <laughs> They're that's, just like, yeah. oh my that's goodness. That's a huge funnel. Right. Like you got to take them from learning about a whole industry to buying. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, what are the best types of niches or products that you've had success with? So, I'll give you a couple. So, and since SEO is kind of a longer game, uh, but, you know, 12, six to 12 months isn't super long in the grand scheme of things. Um, I would recommend people go after mostly products that are evergreen. Mm-hmm. Although I did catch your uh, an interview, recent interview that you made a lot of money off. Um, oh, the masks. The masks. Yeah. Genius. But those those are trends. Now there's kinda, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I focus on more things that are evergreen and specifically products that are either, um, yeah, evergreen, recurring. Or high ticket. Mm. So Evergreen would be like a, a web host. You're always going to need web host to host your website. Mm-hmm. Recurring would be something like, um, I, I don't, you know, necessarily butcher box. Yeah, something like that <laughs> that has an affiliate program, click funnels, go high level, something like that. That yeah. has recurring uh, SASs and stuff that have uh, also have recurring affiliate programs, and then high ticket stuff. So things that. They pay five hundred, a thousand, or more in yeah. commissions. So, because that makes it worth it. And there's a handful. There's only a handful, in my experience, of, of products and services uh, that are the exception to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would um, need volume for there to be an exception. I think. Exactly. Yeah, I love high ticket. I only do high ticket. Yeah. Yeah. VIP yeah. stuff because then it's not like 
you don't have to focus on customer service and all that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'll add this to it too. <laughs> uh, pretty much any uh, physical products. So like uh, if you're selling a desk or a chair, uh, you don't have to convince somebody that you're going to scam them, you know? So like, uh, like if you, if they order a chair, yeah, it's not gonna, uh, you're not gonna get a, a soda can. Right. Like you don't have to convince them yeah. of that, that it's not, this is not a scam or whatever. Um, and then digital products or whatever, pretty much anything outside of the make money online space. Cause people are so, that's such a negative connotation uh, these days. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like I'm in the make money online space, but like that is the hardest thing to sell anything. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're. I would much. It would be a way easier sell to sell a two thousand dollar course on how to break bake bread, because people or people that are buying that mm-hmm. are not like. Well, I wonder if like bread's a scam. <laughs> or like no, like yeah. they, they have disposable income. They want to learn how to bake bread. Yeah. Um, and this just so happens to be a course that's going to teach them how to do that. Wonderful. I agree. So, yeah, uh, the make money online. It. I think so many people have gotten their hopes up, and then they get the course, and they. They don't take action. Exactly. And so they're like, and they they're like the you're a scammer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they blame the person with the with I'm not going to jump through the computer and push buttons. <laughs> yeah. So. Are you worried AI is going to be able to do what you do better? I'm not worried about it. I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. I know some people in the SEO space, the copywriting space, uh, they're yeah. pretty worried. I'm not because uh, it basically took everything in my process and made it better, faster, and cheaper. Nice. So I'm not worried at all. Yeah, I think people on salaries from corporations are worried mainly. True. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a, yeah, entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever, self-employed. So, uh, yeah, I guess if I was at a job, maybe. But then I really don't. I, I just think things are going to shift. I don't think think things are going to go away. It's just that now instead of somebody who is like doing the manual SEO, they now just need to become the person that is. Um, in charge of these tools. Yeah, absolutely. Manage these tools and stuff. So just pivot. Yeah. Greg, it's been insightful. Anything you want to promote or close off with? Uh, I'll just tell people to go to gregjeffries.com. That's where I'm going to have all my latest projects and stuff so they can see all the things I'm involved in and doing. Perfect. And they can reach out to you there? Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Fun episode. Thanks for watching, guys, as always. I'll see you tomorrow.